Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Beat out John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother Tommy. How's it going, Tommy? Good. How you doing? And joining us once again virtually, very much like a member inside the Thunderdome, is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going, Richard? Hey, guys. Every time I look at you, Richard, while we record this podcast, to me, you look like someone that should be in the Thunderdome. <laughs> I thought this was the Thunderdome. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, We're it's also a at the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center, too, now. Yeah, this, is, a, this is all we can afford for the Thunderdome, is one screen. Yeah. yeah. And I had to provide it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're inside. Yeah, this is a, a special bonus. This is main event, WWE's main event. You're the one person inside the Thunderdome. <laughs> Actually, I've not watched main events since they've been at the Thunderdome. I want to know, do they give it the full bells and whistles like they do Raw and SmackDown? Oh, I should yeah. look into that. Or please, if you're listening right now, uh, let me know in the click at gmail.com. But with that, no, thank you again, Clicksters, for joining us once again. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at in the click. So here we are uh, recording on a Sunday night and recapping the week that was in WWE uh, TV. So much to get into once again. Very action-packed stuff that happened on Raw, uh, obviously stuff that happened on NXT, the fallout from TakeOver 31, some big uh, sad news from NXT as well. We'll get into that in a second. NXT UK, a lot of fun stuff there. And then SmackDown, which was night number one of this year's draft, and so much to get into with that as well, and just maybe our predictions of what's going to happen next, because uh, uh, tomorrow night, which uh, next week's episode Monday Night Raw, will be the second half of the draft so so much to get into so let's just jump right into it monday night raw uh some major highlights from this show and uh, uh, some story points that i'm actually excited for so richard just kind of maybe your initial takeaways from raw this week i thought raw was uh better than it's been in a few weeks Absolutely. Uh, things things are are slowly coming together where they should mm-hmm. um and uh, it, it sets up. It feels like they're they're putting things in place for the draft, where they're giving you little things, but nothing nothing big. You know, yeah, like there's right. it's more character development, yeah, instead absolutely. of storyline development. So let's jump into the big big news item from this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Was we finally found out who the leader is of Retribution, <laughs> and it was revealed it was uh, Mustafa Ali, and um, <laughs> I mean. I got a little funny story. So last week, you know, when we were recording the podcast, we recorded on a Monday 
And Richard, I didn't tell you this yet. So Tommy and I are sitting in my room recording and I have the East Coast feed of Monday Night Raw on. And Tom, and you know, my TV's on mute so we can record with no background noise coming in. And that moment, the reveal happened as we're talking to you. So part of me, like I kept my emotions quiet, but I, I was, <laughs> was going to go say, Oh my God. <laughs> but I didn't want to throw you off or spoil it for you. But Tommy and I are watching his yeah, moment. Play I was out. watching. I was kind of just going back and forth. Yeah. I was poking Tommy. I was like, look, look, mm-hmm. look. And like, <laughs> but we didn't want to say anything and like spoil it for you because mm-hmm. I knew you were going to watch later. So, or I was thinking, well, maybe I should do like breaking news on the podcast. <laughs> But then again, you know, it just I I was like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So uh, I kept my mouth shut, but I was holding all my emotions in because I was like, oh my god, that was uh, it was exciting. I I actually enjoyed it. Finally, retribution seems to uh, uh, got some uh, good momentum going right now. So, yeah, yeah Richard, your thoughts as uh, Ali revealed as the leader? Who said he was the leader? Told him to get him. <laughs> He, he joined him. him. He joined him, but he... Well, he was, he was the general that night. Yeah, he was directing traffic out there as he, far as telling... He was, but it might just be a swerve. For what? The real leader. So there's someone else guiding him? There's... Yeah. So there's multiple layers of of so, retribution? Well, that's, that's what they did with uh, Aces and Eights and TNA, is <laughs> they had Bully Ray get jumped. Yes. And then later on, when he cut a promo and they were discussing why he got jumped, yeah. it was to make it so it would swerve everyone. And I believe the line he used was, everyone takes a beating sometime. So <laughs> It's a gang initi- initiation. Yeah. Motorcycle right. club. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not convinced that he's, he's the leader because they put so much time into this. Really? Yeah. Well, Tommy, how about you? Because you were sitting there right next to me as this played out. What were your thoughts of like Ali? From our perspective, our subjective opinion, he is the leader of Retribution. I thought he was very cool, calm, and collected during the whole uh, ordeal, and I I thought it was really cool. Yeah, because they kind of laid the Easter eggs as far as you know. Last couple weeks, hurt business is giving him a hard time in the backstage segments, and then they had a match taking place in the ring, but Retribution. You know, flickered the lights, their logos popped up on the screens, and they came out. And Ali, you know, jumps out of the ring and starts approaching them in her business. Like, yeah, you go, like, uh, you go start, like, uh, the the conflict, or you, you confront them. You've started, and we'll jump in afterwards. Um, and Ali, you know, stared him down. And I just love just the subtle turnaround, and his face just had that smirk. And he says, get him! And just everyone, you know, Retribution jumped and started attacking the hurt business. He and, was like, "Gotcha." Yeah. So, I, it was. I would not say it's up. Th- okay. How about this, Richard? Where would you rank this uh, reveal as far as some of the all-time reveal? Because, like, probably number one is still Hulk Hogan, NWO. That's yeah. probably number oh, one. for sure. Always yeah. had the biggest impact. Absolutely. As far as wrestling to this day, I mean, just uh, yeah, whole- I, that that can't be replicated. That'll never like nothing will topple that. Correct. Like you, because there, there's not a bigger star and a, a bigger baby face. That's like, uh, John you'd Cena. Have, it'd have to be John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even then, I don't think it has the same. If John Cena has in five years the same career as The Rock mm-hmm. and then goes back to wrestling full time. Yeah. Like, that's the only way that that can be replicated. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like it's it's not going to be done because Hogan was just such a pop culture I- icon back then. And now. 
So what do you think? Okay, aces and eights with uh, Bubba or or Bully Ray, I should say. Or That's this. in my top ten. Oh, Bubba for sure. Okay. Because I was still watching TNA on a regular basis, and they yeah. built that literally for a year, like with the guys just lurking around in the back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The buildup for it was like the best thing TNA ever did. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I, I God, I should have looked this up. But yeah, some of the biggest revelations in wrestling well, were Vince being the higher power. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! God, that was such. A... That was classic. I love that. Who one. was it supposed to be originally? But they backed out last minute. Oh, oh no! It was like Chris, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh well, my... I just heard too. He was supposed to be in the brood. Who? Christopher Daniels? Yeah, and yeah. Christian got the job because he got a buddy deal for Edge. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I, I, I enjoy uh, CM Punk Nexus. Nexus. Yeah. What about uh, when Stone Cold joined oh, the Alliance? The Alliance with that Vince heart- McMahon. That was heartbreaking. Or, was oh, oh, at WrestleMania. Okay, wait. How about this? WrestleMania 17, when he's yeah. turned heel. Then- so Austin's 2001. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a heartbreaker for me because, you know, that was. I loved it. <laughs> was- I, am in the, I am in the smallest minority, but like, I. I loved Austin's new music then. Like it was everything about it. Really, that was like to me the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah, absolutely. That's what a lot of people say when he oh, yeah. he you know, well, beat up the rock. I, I, I would say the end of WCW and ECW was the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, everything when, had to change after that. When Austin, yeah, uh, started beating the crap out of the Rock with chair shots. Like what was it, sixteen chair shots or something? And then uh, shook Vince's hand. That was a lot of people say he has the end of the attitude there. But no, it was heartbreaking. But, you know, Austin has gone on record many times to explain himself. He thought he uh, needed a refresher. He thought his character was getting a little stale. So I, I get it. But he says looking back on it and he said, Tommy, we were at uh, in San Jose at the convention center for uh, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Richard, we met up with you there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Austin, when he did his little panel thing up on the stage. He said he wished he would have called an audible and just told Vince, look for the stunner and just stun him and just still walk out well, as a baby face. What's funny to me, though, is like he's, he says that now. Yeah. But like I get the feeling at the same time he still sold as much merchandise. Like it was still like it's just a, a character thing. Yeah. Like, that's all mm-hmm. it was because I bought that those long sleeve T-shirts with the skulls coming down the side. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, it's just you know nothing changed for me. It's still Austin. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I, I don't like the other guys. So <laughs> he's directing his attention but towards. The speaking other. of revelations, does a heel turn count? Right. Yeah, I mean, just any like a character you didn't suspect was in a particular position. Well, this but was mo- bef- most of the time Ooh. it's in a heel position. What about Seth Rollins leaving the Shield? Yeah. Oh yeah, like that yeah. was probably the last time my my jaw dropped. For yeah, something like that. Because yeah. I think we all assumed Dean Ambrose was going to be the one, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, but this was before our time. This was back in the territory days. This was in like 1980 when Ole Anderson turned on Dusty Rhodes. Oh, and they would join the Four Horsemen eventually. No, it wasn't the Four Horsemen, but he just turned heel on Dusty. They were in a tag match. I forgot who it was. It was in a steel Come cage. Come on, Dave Meltzer. You're supposed to know this. <laughs> but it was probably one of the greatest heel turns of all time was when Ollie turned on Dusty Rhodes. I know what number one is. It's the Shockmaster. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No, but I mean, listen, and that's the thing. It's been a minute since we had a 
revelation like this in wrestling. So that's why I enjoyed it. And now, obviously, like Twitter blew up right away. I mean, f- me personally, I'm excited for Mustafa Ali because now this obviously puts him in a higher storyline well, position. No, what's changed- interesting, too, is I don't know if you saw this, but uh, uh, cutting ahead to SmackDown, uh, New Day's going to Raw. Yeah. And Kofi got the push that Ali was supposed to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So- and it's kind of like, well, would the New Day possibly join forces with the Hurt Business or even for Survivor Series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I'm with you as far as because of this turn, there's a lot of loose threads as far as open-ended storylines that WWE had over the last year, year and a half, two years that they can actually bring back and tie it together. So that's the exciting part. Now, whether it was intentional or not, they're probably like, oh my God, if we make Ali the leader, dude, there's so many other storylines we could connect to this as far as, as, as far as the hacker gimmick. Cause you know, Mustafa Ali has the hand, you know, the glove, which was cool at the end. He was in the ring after they beat down her business and he closed the glove and the lights went out. But that was, that was something I noticed on social media that was, I think misconstrued by fans when he did the hand thing. Cause it's like, he's always done the hand thing. Yeah, absolutely. Was like, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of fans saying that, Oh, it's, it's, it's the new symbol of retribution. It's like, no, that's what he's always done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 What, what are you doing? Well, and that's the thing too, is when he did that, that, that was cool. But obviously he has a mask. He's worn a mask to the ring so he can mm-hmm. wear a mask to blend in with them. Mm-hmm. And there, it was rumored he was going to be the hacker. So maybe, it's revealed that he was the hacker and that's why he messed with the lights and all that other stuff when retribution was in the early stages of invading. It was me. Well, well and, and that's how he got some of these guys to be with him because like other than him, what, what do these guys really have a gripe to be, to have with, with the main roster? And it's like, well, if he could hack into the systems and find these guys files, like <laughs> there's a, there's a story there. Yeah. And the, and the other thing too, keep in mind is as you mentioned, like his motivation is the fact that, yeah, uh, Kofi took his spot. He got injured last year, couldn't participate in the Elimination Chamber. Kofi took his spot, and that was the start of Kofi Mania, which was an amazing run for the next, yeah. what, six weeks and launched Kofi Kofi Mania, and, and he became world champion, WWE champion. So mm-hmm. Kofi, I mean, uh, uh, Ali can easily say that's, that's the biggest reason why he's pissed off, and he's never been able to recover from that since. So there's a lot of loose ends they can attach to this, and... Like I said, whether it was intentional or not, I mean, this is a great way that they're able to kind of recover. Mm-hmm. And I think really get some mileage out of this retribution gimmick because I think a lot of people were crapping on it over the last month and two or two. So I'm, I'm excited. And so like, we'll see how this plays out on Raw post-draft as well. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Another revelation <laughs> I like. Which one? Um, Rikishi taking out St- <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. I did it for the Raw. <laughs> Please email us in the click at Gmail with your best revelations in wrestling. I I did find it interesting, the tone and tenor of the Twitter universe when it came to this, considering how much they've shit on it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Two months. And all of a sudden, it's like, now this is the second coolest thing on Raw. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. I'll be the first to admit, you know, I I was, was a big fan of Retribution at first, and now... It's definitely turned something cool. 
Uh, one little tidbit before I forget, uh, there is a rumor that Mercedes Martinez, who was one of the female uh, uh, members of Retribution, it is rumored that she's actually going back to NXT. Mm. Well, and there was two more males in the ring with them. Yeah, and mm. Mia Yim wasn't in the ring this week as well. Mm. I mean, so I know, like, we didn't talk about it last episode, but the SmackDown, or excuse me, Raw before uh, Retribution wasn't on there. Uh, supposedly, they all had to quarantine or something. But uh, this past week's episode of Raw, it was just the male members of the group, but no Mia Yim or Mercedes Martinez. Uh, now even now it's being reported, like I said, Mercedes Martinez might be going back to NXT. So, and that's cool. I, I think the women's division in NXT is, is awesome right now. And we'll get into that in a second. So I think that'd be a great, it's great for her. Uh, a couple other things real quick. We'll touch on real quick. We got a lot of stuff to jump into. So finally we saw Buddy Murphy turn on Seth Rollins. This ongoing situation with the Mysterio family. A lot of people I think are just burnt out of the storyline, me included. Cause this has been going on since what May, I want to say. So here we are. Almost five months. Um, it makes me wonder if Ray wasn't injured. Maybe the storyline would have wrapped up a little bit sooner. Uh, so Murphy finally turned on Seth. Good for Murphy. I think I think the reason why is because there there is a fair amount of fans out there that are intrigued with the Aaliyah and Dominic aspect of it, not so much the Murphy and Rollins. So I, I think part of that has to do with that Rollins is getting what they want out of it to make Dominic this, this baby face that they want because God damn, is he good? And she, yeah. and yeah. Aaliyah is really good too. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's been training or anything. I don't think she's going to be in the ring. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not going to be like a forever thing for her. This is a, a short term, something to do, make some money type of deal. But yeah. she's, she's kind of got a knack for this. But who knows? I mean, she's only 19, so maybe does she get the itch to wrestle after this? This could really inspire her. I mean, that, that's yet to be seen. But anyway, jumping ahead already to the draft, that whole storyline, they just pretty much picked up everyone, move them over to SmackDown. But we'll get into that more in a second. Uh, we also see Keith Lee take on Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman wanted a challenge. Dude, the two big hosses going at Tommy, I knew you loved this match. Oh, yeah. I mean, just they were just going all out, you know, balls to the wall. It was great. Yeah, and then they they went out one of the uh the took out one of the walls, the barricades on the side of the mm-hmm. ring, and then they went up the ramp. I mean, this to me, Richard very much had the vibes of Braun and Bobby Lashley a couple years ago. Yeah, I Braun and uh, Roman. Yeah, as well. I mean, so Braun, you know, when he's in there with another big fella, uh, definitely good things happen, big explosions. Uh, but this match, I wonder if it would have happened on maybe Raw Underground. But, Rich, I want to ask you, I, I we were talking off the air. So this is the second week in a row Raw Underground didn't happen. It ended, obviously, a couple weeks ago, or as far as the last match was Braun taking on um, Dabo, uh, what's his name, Dabo? Dabo Kato. So we have not seen Raw Underground since. I mean, people are wondering, is WWE just trying to slowly cancel it, slowly, quietly you know, not don't talk about it anymore. Put it on the shelf for now. Um, I don't know, Richard. Like, I know you're a fan of Rotten Underground. I mean, do you wish they would keep it going? I, I think it's just not going right now because of COVID. Like, they had that outbreak, and a lot of the people that surround the ring are NXT people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I and it, the timelines match up. So yeah. They had that that other outbreak not that long ago, and I'm I'm just going to assume it's that. 
they'll be back. Right. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting if they do bring it back. Maybe they'll have new people. Obviously, with the with the draft taking place, so that means mm-hmm. some new bodies for the roster for that portion mm-hmm. of the show. So that'd be yet to see uh, be seen. And the last big thing we'll talk about here was the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens wanted to talk to Bray Wyatt, or excuse me, the Fiend. Instead, we got the Bray uh, Bray Wyatt from uh, the Firefly Funhouse mm-hmm. going back and forth. And it was obviously a preview for their matchup on SmackDown this week. And as Kevin was coming up the ramp, Alistair Black attacked him. Alistair Black, uh, we didn't touch on this last week, but he uh, has new theme music. He's now wearing like these tight, shiny pants. And he has a contact lens in one eye, the eye that he got poked in. And it's like a little bit darker looking. So a mm-hmm. little bit of a repackaging, slight repackaging. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am I thought he was fine the way he was. But who knows? Maybe Vince Powers at B thought he was due for a change. I don't know. What do you think, I, Richard? I think he's due for more changes because uh, I just see, the, you know, before this, I saw the same Aleister Black that was in NXT, and that was getting a little bit boring for me. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I did see something on Instagram with him and Zelina Vega next to each other. I know they're married, but yeah. it, maybe maybe they, that gets repackaged as a, a couple package. Ooh, I like that. Would yeah. be good because he's he's terrible on a microphone. And she doesn't have a team right now to represent. I know she doesn't have anyone. Yeah, and she's kind of looks like maybe doing a little bit of a of a, a wrestling she's run. Get, she's getting the ring rust off right now. Yeah, it's right. yeah. It's it's. Let's be honest. She's not easy to watch perform at the moment. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we saw this week it was Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Oscar taking on. Her, her with with uh natty and oh, lana I, lana i have breaking news for you go on What's that? this comes from animal wrestling association on instagram <laughs> great account by the way yeah stellar he, content he says uh did you hear the new uh lars sullivan dirt sheet bullshit no no what? What? Is this a joke? well apparently lars sullivan was hitting on his yoga instructor and asked her for some booty pics uh-huh. no way are you joking to, to that point, so what? Who cares? Why is this even news? Hold on. Uh, we're look looking this. at it right now. Let's see. Uh, okay. I'm not seeing. Oh, 45 minutes ago, Lars Sullivan accused of harassing a woman on Instagram. Oh, no. <laughs> Inappropriate messages to a married woman. Oh, man. Well, we'll look into that after the episode. But yeah, no. Apparently. Who cares? I. <laughs> What uh, single guy hasn't done that? <laughs> well, we'll read into that more and see uh, maybe I, I, I don't have time to look at it, but I'll click the link and see if they have any transcribed uh, transcriptions of what he actually said. So oh, fuck dirt sheets. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, I'll jump on ahead to Wednesday night for NXT this week. So this was the fallout episode of NXT TakeOver 31. And if you haven't done so yet, please go back a couple episodes, listen to our review for that show. And yeah, action packed show. The show started off with a banger of an opening match, Kushida taking on Ciampa. Uh, the announcers said, apparently, before the cameras rolled, they had an altercation backstage, so uh, William Regal just went ahead and made this a match. Dude, awesome match. I mm-hmm. mean, Ciampa, by the way, he uh, trimmed his beard a little bit. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed that. I did, because it was getting he pretty wild. He groomed it. Yeah. He groomed it. He yeah. cut it, you know, cut around the sides, made it a little bit shorter. Uh, but, that dude, awesome match. And then uh, Velveteen Dream came in. <laughs> Gets a payback for his loss to Kushida, and actually, uh, when he attempted to jump on Kushida, he hit Ciampa, and Kushida got the loss via DQ. And you can see Velveteen was like, "Oh no!" And then, 
And then it turned into them going at it. Velveteen like oversold, like Shawn Michaels ask at SummerSlam against Hogan. It was, it was very 80s is what I was thinking. Right. Oh, no! <laughs> and then he's like flopping outside over the barricade to yeah. the backstage. But mm-hmm. uh, Cool. I wonder if this is going to lead to a triple threat now between all three of them at some point. If this is what they're building towards right now. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens here. I, it, it, Ciampa doesn't really have anything going on right now. Kushida, I, I think we all love him and want to see him get a push. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream, big question mark on what's next for him as well. So this is maybe filler for all three guys until they figure out what to do next. And uh, there's a lot of question marks going on. But on. I'm really feeling the uh, Ciampa and Kushida feud. Yeah, I totally. That's great. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Kushida's being groomed for Balor. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, I yeah. think so. Did they ever face each other in New Japan? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I think so. No, I think so. Oh, think so? Yeah, because yeah. Kushida, you know, he was a junior champion of the IWGP championship, uh, and that's what Finn had for the Finn, longest. Yeah. When he uh, formed Bullet Club, he was the junior champion. Right. So and I, I'm all for that. If they if they can kind of loosely bring that up somehow, their history in the past. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to touch on real quick. So Austin Theory, who's been pretty much – Game buried as far as taking a bunch of L's in the last few weeks. Uh, comes out, takes on one of the new official signees for NXT, uh, Rough. Um, and uh, Austin just beat him up pretty easily. Just a squash match. He, he was uh, a surprise, though. Who, Rough? <laughs> Rough? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm looking at the guy, I'm like, oh, well, this isn't going to be very long. And some of the shit he was doing, it's like, oh my God, this guy's like real life Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I don't expect him to win any matches. He, you know, he looks like Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. Yes, but, I was thinking that. Uh, <laughs> but but a better athlete. Yeah. Um, but Jesus, so I've never seen someone jump around like that. Hate- that was a uh, parkour to the next level. Absolutely. But so- there was... But- he had a botch during the match. Yeah, he slipped on the ropes. Yeah, there. he was trying to do like what, what Ray, no Ray Phoenix does, like the multiple jumps on the ropes. Yeah, uh, he slipped, but at least Austin Theory countered and, and got him and flipped him over and mm-hmm. was able to counter real quick. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Austin Theory got the win, bragging once again. Uh, we see Dexter Loomis come out. Mm-hmm. He's finally back on NXT after being out for uh, I think they said ten weeks. I didn't know it was that long with the yeah. ankle injury. So he's uh, lurking. They had a match created there on the spot and mm-hmm. uh dexter loomis got the victory and then our favorite camera grabs he came out <laughs> and stopped uh dexter loomis in the chest yeah. and told him you know that they had a little back and forth so it was interesting just a lot of moving parts in that whole segment he's right like there. that guy's weird yeah he won't even talk to me yeah you know, and this and that while well, he's like, cutting a promo on to the moon to the moon so it was great so i i guess it looks like Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis are going to be in a program coming up, which which is fine. It's kind of, I mean, two opposites as far as Dexter with the, you know, the creepy persona and Cameron Grimes are very much over-the-top Southern guy. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a segment that was probably the biggest thing people were talking about, or one of the biggest things. So we saw Rich Holland. He came out. And obviously people are talking about his role as far as NXT TakeOver 31 at the end, as far as beat up Adam Cole, throwing his body over the barricade. And people are trying to speculate, what does that all mean? What's that about? And Speed Era had a promo backstage, and they're like, said that they're all going to go after him. So here he is with a match taking on Danny Burch. Um, 
Ridge got the victory here, but then uh, Birch's tag team partner, Oni Lorkin, comes running out, and they start beating him up, and uh, Ridge is outside. Oni, <laughs> you know, j- leaps out from the ring onto Ridge. Ridge catches him, puts him down. They see- keep going. And once again, Oni goes for a second attempt, jumping over the ropes, and j- Ridge tries catching him and pretty much blew out his knee and ankle, if I remember correctly the reports are it's, yeah it's terrible it's, it's like up. two major injuries not just one it's like yeah. two separate things it's, he it's des- bad destroyed and uh it was scary and here's the thing so nxt since they're now at the performance center or uh what's it called the capital wrestling center capital wrestling center each episode of nxt now is going to be live again taped live versus the past where it was at full sale and they pre-recorded a couple episodes at a time so they go to commercial break and they come out and you still see Ridge on a stretcher. He's trying to get the thumbs up, sound when he's okay. But God, just the screams. Tommy, I was watching on the weekend and Tommy says, listen for his screams. And Richard, dude, that screams of like in pain. I was like, oh my God, I, 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 I felt bad for him. And- listen, I think they should stop with the suicide dives and just stop, you know, stop with the. Well, I, I mean, that the dive he did. It's it's not the dive; it's the way he caught him. Right, like that's the thing because, like, even even to your point, I mean, it was it's a freak thing that happened, like Sid's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid Sid just landed wrong on his leg, and it it broke. I mean, that's it wasn't Ridge jumping; Ridge was catching, but his leg was the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And because I watched it twice, and then I watched the replays of it because it was like. (laughs) Oh, but God. you got to give props to the officials. You know they were doing their best to direct traffic. Oh yeah, and all no, that. they 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 like tackled uh, Oni, Oni yeah. off of them. They yeah. were on their A game because they saw he was screaming and Oni, you know, in character, he's trying to keep the the momentum going. And you could see Ridge was not fighting back, and he was grabbing his legs. So the refs all like pushed off Oni. Um, and then you know at one point we heard it. Uh, one of the refs told Oni go go back in the ring. So he went back in the ring. Um, no, it's just unfortunate because with Ridge Holland with that injury, who knows what the timetable is? I, I think it's it's going to be a while. One of the injuries, I think it said six to nine months, but with the other, I mean, it could be a year. I, it, it's sad it's just because here he is, the following episode of the start of a new storyline involving him. Mm-hmm. The storyline's going to continue because when he showed up on NXT, he got out of that car and and uh, the BMW the address- Mercedes, yeah. He said something to the effect of that there was a someone uh, paid for it. Someone paid for it. Yeah, and so who paid for Rich Holland to take out Adam Cole? That's that's where we go now because now you can have someone else take out someone from the undisputed era. So some yeah. higher guns coming in. So yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, it, it was interesting. He comes up in that car and he's like, "I didn't have this last week. Now I do." So it's like, ooh, okay. I'm trying to think who has enough money to afford a car like that. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah, my, my heart's for Ridge, and obviously they re re uh, uh, debuted him on NXT not too long ago. So I'm assuming they had big things planned for him. So it just sucks. And yeah, I mean, it, it, and NXT has just had a nasty case of these injuries on their for their roster in the last uh, month or two between the Ridge, Karrion Cross. Um, uh, who else was I'm trying to think who else is, but there's some other people getting here. Oh, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, you know, her injury. So 
it's very remember WWE a couple years ago, like everyone was getting hurt yeah. right before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It, listen, I, it's just the nature of the business. And yeah, it, it just sucks. It's unfortunate, but uh, so yeah, we'll see how long he's out for. Uh, just real quick, I touch on the odd couple that they have forming between Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. They defeat Ever Rise. Richard, what's your thoughts on this odd couple? I skipped it. Oh, you skipped it. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> see care. Drake dancing. Fair enough. The new theme nope. song. Okay, we'll jump. Nope. We'll we'll skip this. It, it's it's. I wonder if they're trying to re try to recreate the magic that. Uh, Dunn and uh, Matt Riddle had earlier this year. I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see if they go that route. You, uh, you've just lowered the bar quite a bit. <laughs> oh, um, God. And then uh, 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 something I just want to mention, Zia Lee, she had a Mexican shot. She black card. She mm-hmm. lost. And then we saw it was uh, Boa. Boa. Boa come out. Hand, he was in a suit. Hands her a piece of paper. Yeah. Any guess what do you think that was on that piece of paper? I have no idea. We'll see. Yeah. Tune in this week. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> uh, uh, it seems like Bo is finally going to get be on TV, and uh, and Zaylee's probably going to get some sort of a push here. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and I, I think her going going more heel, it's good if it gives her some TV time. Yeah. She'll, she'll dye her hair uh, uh, white now, right? That's what all the female heels do. <laughs> dye yeah, white. it's a recurring theme yeah. now. And then uh, the main event, we saw Amber Moon, who cut a promo early to, to start out the show. And so her and Rhea Ripley teamed up, take on Raquel and Dakota Kai. Love the main event. Ember Moon looked amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy that she's able to make a full recovery. But yeah, Richard, this was an awesome main event. She looks- yeah, I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how how bad that injury actually was because uh, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't think it would see her for another year or so. <laughs> the way they made it sound, she- like, yeah. Well, they sent the Achilles injury, and I remember her on backstage saying that it, you know, I probably you probably won't see me till 2021. Yeah, it's interesting because so, her and Xavier Woods, who skipping ahead to SmackDown, he returned. They both had a similar injury, and he came back in ten months. I think she was gone for fourteen. Fourteen, I think it was because she got hurt in front of us at a Chase Center. When Raw, mm. when Raw was at Chase Center, she was in the 24-7 run. She was running for the title. That's how yeah. she got hurt. And I don't remember that. That was over yeah. a year ago. Wow. So her and Xavier had got injured around a couple months apart. So wow. I, she looked great. Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. obviously a badass. Um, they got the win here. So I don't know. Is Ember going to immediately jump into the, the title, picture? title picture with... Uh, um, Io Shirai. Io Shirai cut a promo earlier in the night as well, saying and like there was a video package with Tony Storm. Yes, dude, dude. The, the women's division on NXT is stacked once again. I said this last week. I'm I'm stoked for it. Uh, so I don't know if Amber Moon's going to be the first challenger for Io Shirai, but I'm I'm all for this. So NXT, dude, exciting stuff as always. Yep. And dude, I just I love. Oh yeah, this was the first episode of NXT inside their Thunderdome light. What you think? I loved it. it just, Amazing. The it light show. So cool. It yes. looks awesome. I love it. The light show, the TV screens going. I mean, even mm. though it's obviously feels smaller in size compared to the Thunderdome, but yeah, just the bright light. It just the room feels very filled. To I, I think for NXT going forward, even that they should they should do that for NXT TV. Like when after the pandemic, maybe right. let, yeah. let a certain number of fans in, but still do the TVs because that looks. It looks so good. I love it. It's very state of the art. Just the the layers, you know, on the ramp, they have the layers of different screens and mm-hmm. lights and the NXT logo just popping. 
I loved all Plus, of I love saying the name Capital Wrestling Center. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's very exciting. Uh, real quick, NXT UK happened this week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, very action packed show. We saw mm-hmm. Zia Brooks and Danny Luna take on Nina Samuels and Amel. Am I saying that right? Amel. Amel. Dude, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome opening bout. Like, I don't know about you, Richard. I was watching this and I just felt like all four ladies just seemed very hungry. Like, yeah. they wanted this like, that's, that's the feeling i get with with nxt uk every week now and it's just it's really refreshing yeah <laughs> like these aren't people i was missing necessarily besides walter or uh, alexander wolf but like coming back to it it's just like everyone's just like oh my god let's do this like i'm so tired of being at home yeah like <laughs> dude like the, the adrenaline rush or whatever it is they're, they're going like 100 miles an hour in the ring mm-hmm. but still good i mean you I worry sometimes when people go too fast and get kind of sloppy. In this case, no, it was still very well choreographed. It, it was very amazing. Nicely match. consistent. Yeah, I, I, I love that opening match. Uh, and then uh, Tommy's one of his new favorites. Uh, Saxon Huxley. The British. Yep. The British Bruiser Brody. Yeah, he had a match against Jack Stars. Dude, I love this match because it was just hard hitting, like, it was just power moves. Throwing just a classic the, brawling style, too. Throwing the guy, throwing Jack in the corner and just mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. chopping him. Mauling him. Yes. Mauling him. I, I love this match, dude. Like, listen, I, I know today's generation, the younger kids, I think a lot of them like more the flippy, flippy stuff and, the, you know, more high flying and the, uh, what do you call it, uh, thigh slaps, leg slaps. Mm-hmm. For me, this match, this is the type of match I love. I grew up loving. <laughs> it was a mixture of like yeah. 80s brawl. Uh, all that good stuff. So I, I can watch Saxon uh, wrestle all the time. I want more of him. Saxon Saxon comes across as the kind of guy that can do like the corner punches, and eventually you'll get busted open. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And Plus, a, I love that match he had with Walter. Was it a couple weeks ago or last week? Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. It's like I I like guys who could throw an actual good work punch. Yeah. You yes. Know? There's a lot of guys now who do more of the forearm stuff. Heavy yeah. emphasis on the forearms. And they hit, like you know the. The neck slash upper shoulder area. Mm-hmm. When those- your your boy uh, John Moxley has the worst wrestling punch I've ever seen. <laughs> he does ever. That, yeah. I agree. Yeah, he's uh, wrestling right now at Josh Barnett's promotion, Bloodsport, right now. Uh, well, he'll lose because he can't throw punches. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, boom! I love that match. Uh, then we saw um, another match for the what's it called, Tommy? The, the Heritage Cup. Heritage Cup. Uh, a kid taking on Flash Morgan Webster. Good match. Yeah, uh, one round. I think it was the third round. Flash almost had a, a pin, but he got uh, the bell saved him mm-hmm. or stopped him from getting that pinfall. Yeah, uh, but just high flying. A kid got the victory it, here. Yeah, with the arm it's, bar. It's NXT UK is almost like in terms of a different genre. Yeah, it's almost like Lucha Underground, where you can't really look away from it. You know, yeah, like yes. you'll miss something if you look away. <laughs> Tommy, no, because I'll be watching. Like I was watching before we recorded, and like I'll watch something, and then I'll, like, I'll turn my head. I'm typing something, and I'll miss it. And I'm like, crap! And I stop and rewind. So it might for an hour show. It might take me like an hour and fifteen minutes because I've rewind a few times. So it's uh, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. It is really is must see TV as far as that style. Yeah. And then uh, um, let's see the the last segment was uh, current NXT Women's Champion Kaylee. Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray. Uh, give her State of the Union 
address. And what did you say, Tony? She was just kind of talking crap. She was just blabbing about, I'm the longest reigning women's NXT women's champion, blah, blah, blah. I'll accept any challenge or whatever, you know. And then pretty much the entire women's roster comes out to the, out to the ring. and They just started. <laughs> it was a riot. Help. All hell broke loose. So, no, it was cool. They all, it, it, it really, I think it was a great display of the current women's roster. Like, I was like, I don't know a lot of these ladies' names. I mean, except for the ones I've seen since they relaunched NXT UK. But I'm like, dude, this is exciting stuff. And they got some really yeah. talented women here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what's that one girl? Valkyrie. She's yeah. one to keep your eye out for. Yeah. Which and one is she? She's the one that kind of looks like a, like, a, she's got more of a wrestler build. Mm-hmm. But she reminds me of um, uh, Katie Catanzaro, Casey Catanzaro. Oh, okay. Like she's, she's just like an aerial wizard in there. She's really good. And, oh, yeah. I like the one, um, Emile, or was her tag partner, but then she turned on her. In the opening match. Yeah, that one is. Uh, uh, I forgot her name. Oh, uh, I got it right here. Nina Samuels? I think Nina Samuels. Yeah. yeah, I like her. Dude, so NEC UK. For like I said, an hour they're in and out. Three matches, couple promos, interview, boom, in and out. Like I said, simple. Uh, next week, I can't wait. Walter and uh, uh, Wolf taking on uh, Dunn and uh, Ilya Dragunov. So I mean, Richard cannot wait for that main event. I... <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of annoying moaning in that one, <laughs> and growling and, and, and whatever goofy facial expressions. Yeah, but nonetheless, Walter, we need more Walter. Walter's going to smack those red contacts out of his face. <laughs> there you go. Dude, that would be awesome. That man. would be sweet. And that's the thing, Tommy, uh, you told me, like, they do have history together, because with mm-hmm. Progress and... And WXW yeah, in so Germany. It's on the network, so if you want to see them go at I mean, they're going to have their title match uh, one-on-one in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you, want, if you have some free time, check it out on the network. They do have uh, other matches against each other, so... Uh, a lot of stuff to get you hyped up for. And last but not least, Friday Night Smackdown, a.k.a. night number one of this year's, the 2020 WWE Draft. Um, Richard, actually, I should have asked you beforehand. Should we just go over the picks right now, then the matches? Or uh, it was, let me see, I have, I have the, I mean, they have all the rounds posted on their Instagram, so I can look that up real quick. Uh, Taylor's choice. That's okay. up to you. Okay, well. Opening match, we saw Big E taking on Sheamus, Falls Count Anywhere. Dude, badass opener. Good match. We got blood. We yeah. got blood yeah. on, on, on TV. Like, mm-hmm. It was amazing. And the, the, I've heard people say it's great because Sheamus, you know, he's so paled white skin. Yeah. All the lacerations and blood all shows up on his skin, like extra vibrant and bright. So, uh, but Big E got the win here. Good for him. It just once again really solidified, uh, I think, a big push coming for him and really got that towards the end of the show. Um, do you think Sheamus goes to Raw at this point? No. Well, because cause Sheamus, he's put over Big E and he's put over Jeff Hardy. Those are his last two big feuds in the last few months. They they set up that match with the New Day against essentially the Bar and Shinsuke, even though Shinsuke and Cesaro are a tag team. Yeah, uh, goodbye match for farewell to the New Day match. Is, is that going to be on SmackDown or is that going to be on Raw? SmackDown next week. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say no. Okay, it'll be interesting, yeah, see if what happens. Uh, so the first round, I'll just quickly zip through this. So Raw picked WWE champion Drew McIntyre. SmackDown took Universal champion Roman Reigns. Uh, Raw also took Asuka. 
SmackDown took Seth Rollins and Raw took also the Hurt Business. So not too surprising. I mean, the biggest takeaway was Seth Rollins, right? Yeah, which is a good move. Yeah, because, dude, he's been on Raw for the last four years. He's never been drafted away from Raw. I'm I'm super happy. It's like fresh change of scenery. It's he needed a a change, a change up major. So I'm glad her business was selected as a team and they're staying on raw and it looks like the U S title is going to be staying on raw as well. I think a lot of people were anticipating, Oh, maybe Sammy gets switched to raw and her business goes to SmackDown, but no, I'm glad Raw is staying, or her business staying on Raw. It looks like, obviously, that Retribution storyline, they want that to play out. And who knows? Maybe that could be a Survivor Series matchup at some point. Do we mention that AJ Styles is going back to Raw? Uh, we'll get into that in one second. So, um, uh, And then we also saw Roman Reigns, or excuse me, Jay Uso comes out, cut a promo, says he wants Roman Reigns to come out and you know discuss their match at Hell in a Cell. We saw a video package. Uh, Paul Heyman says... Uh, Roman doesn't go and uh, doesn't answer to you. He goes on his own time, but then literally like ninety seconds later, Roman starts talking <laughs> and pretty much just said, uh, "It was good though. It was yeah, very good. Yeah. Their matchup at Hell and Cell inside Hell and Cell is going to be a last man or excuse me, no, I, qu- I quit match. Yes, which is great. Like mm-hmm. Richard, what are your thoughts on that concept? We never seen that before in a Hell in the Cell. It's simple and it works. Yeah, because so, literally, you're, you're you're trapped in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What could possibly crap. go wrong? Beat the crap out of each other and you have nowhere to run. So if you're tired of this ass beating, you have to quit. <laughs> a la yeah. uh, Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. <laughs> so it, 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 I love this. Let me ask you this, though. Paul Heyman, he's since he's been managing Roman, he's more whispering, but he like enunciates when he's whispering, low, lower speaking. He's not like shouting versus Brock. Paul's it's- different with all of his clients, though. Like he was, he was almost strictly in the background with Punk. He did all yeah. the talking for Brock, and now he's he's doing something different with Roman. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he's he's building Roman as the this this wise chief. You know that that should be revered. He doesn't need to yell about it. It's just mm-hmm. this is the crown jewel of WWE yeah. right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it, and. It, it, it's it's a fresh presentation for Paul Heyman because we've seen him for years just solely with Brock Lesnar just do the shouting and ladies and gentlemen my name is Paul Heyman blah 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 so I'm all for a change up in, in this presentation as far as with more of the whisper and soft spoken of it all that's fine with me uh, we saw round number two of the draft so AJ Styles going to Raw and then we saw Sasha Banks staying on Smackdown Naomi drafted to Raw. Again, Love second. that. Yeah. Bianca Belair going to SmackDown. That's a good Love one. It. And the women's tag champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, drafted to Raw. Mm-hmm. So a couple things here. The women's tag titles, I thought they can go to either show, Raw or SmackDown. So maybe. Yeah, yeah. The pick is for the team, though, not so, the titles. Correct. So that's whenever they do lose the titles, they'll just stay on Raw after that. Correct. Okay. Um, Bianca Belair, kind of shocking just because of all the vignettes. What do you think of all the Mr. Perfect inspired vignettes for Bianca? I love them. They should do it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So her going to SmackDown though, that's interesting just because I was like, oh, well maybe she's gonna, who knows? She hopefully, I think maybe SmackDown is better for her because 
I think she can get into that title picture m- much sooner and potentially win it sooner. She never, she hasn't won gold yet in WWE. She never won in NXT, which I was so pissed because I, I thought she should have been the one to dethrone Shayna Baszler a year ago, a year and a half ago. So Shayna's a monster. Totally. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, Naomi going to Raw. Great for her. Very and, good for her. And you see what MVP tweeted out? He had like the little eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder what her business trying to recruit a female member. Mm. Sure. That'd Why be, not? Yeah, I'm down with great. it. And here's the other thing, too. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, she's married to Jimmy Uso. And he was left undrafted. I think all the guys or people that were injured were not part of this draft this year. They'll be free agents later when they do come back. It'll be interesting what happens to the Usos in the near future. But keep in mind, I think anyone that's in a relationship, I think in the past, it was always a big deal if someone is dating someone or married to someone, they both have to be on the same show. But because of the pandemic right now, they're all going to the same location every week. They're not traveling. They're not on the road. They're not going to... They're not doing house shows. Exactly. So theoretically, they can still show up at the same show at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so Raw and SmackDown are both at in Orlando at the Mway Center. So, mm-hmm. And who knows how long this is going to last for. So I think it's not as a big deal. So like case of point, I'm just skipping ahead to like where maybe Charlotte Flair might end up and where Andrade might end up and some other people. So all for that. Sasha Banks... I was really surprised. I thought she might go to Raw because she had her match with Bailey this night on Friday night. Quick match, only five minutes. Bailey got disqualified. Obviously, it's going to lead to the rematch at Hell in a Cell. But I kind of thought, Richard, that maybe Sasha would lose and then get drafted to Raw and she wouldn't, she would be forced to avoid Bailey and not get her full revenge. And I thought this would lead to maybe. She has to go into the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble to therefore get her rematch, her payback at WrestleMania. That's what you're, I'm thinking. You're really, really transfixed on WrestleMania for this. Absolutely. It's not going to happen. I know. It's, it's going to happen Hell in a Cell now. It's already going to be there. And then, it uh, it, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. We're, we're getting it. It's going to be good. I mean, this is Sasha's third Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Charlotte. And, and her last two were extremely memorable. Absolutely. The one with the. Becky was the last one. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, AJ Styles, uh, good for him. I know he last AJ year was AJ was kind of obvious based yeah. off of his him being vocal about Paul. So yeah, and that's the thing. It's like yeah. so he got drafted to Raw last year, which is great because at that point he was on SmackDown for three years. So go to Raw, and then obviously he was on SmackDown the last five months. He got traded because of yeah he was frustrated with Paul Heyman. Now that Paul Heyman's back on SmackDown, it makes sense. He's going to go back to Raw again. So I'm all for that. I mean, maybe him and Drew McIntyre at some point. I think there'll be some exciting matchups there. So it'd be really cool. Um, Then also we saw a a tag match. Tommy, it was Riddle, Jeff Hardy versus... Miz and Morrison. Um, We saw Riddle and Jeff get the win here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw Lars Sullivan. The return of Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan makes his big return, beats the crap out of everyone. Mm -hmm. Morrison trying to pull the Miz out. He couldn't. Dude, Richard, just thoughts on uh, Lars just tearing up shop on his big return. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, except now. Uh, breaking I, I mean, news. I guess that there's, there's some controversy around the guy, but like, look, a, a lot of it is based off of when he was super young and dumb and naive or broke. Like, no one knows the circumstances. So yeah. it's just kind of 
use your best judgment. Yeah. And, well, that's the thing too uh, is um, in terms of his entering work, I'm a fan. He's, yeah. He's a complete throwback to like monsters of yesteryear. So of absolute uh, territory. So yep. I'm, I'm glad he's back because I didn't think he would come back. Yeah, he's been gone for like. 14 months, I think it was, I heard. Saudi, the last Saudi Arabia show, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. Man, a long or time. Or the one before that one. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. Okay. Well, and then the other thing, too, is, so I wonder, so he's been, he's been added to the draft pool for Monday. I wonder, wherever he goes, Braun's probably going the opposite show. You know, they're, they're trying to separate the big monsters. Braun, I thought was, I'm just guessing, was probably going to go to Raw, because he's been on Raw the last couple weeks. But now he already has a universal match against Roman this coming Friday. So yeah. maybe Braun stays on SmackDown. Then maybe mm. Lars goes to Raw. So mm. that's just a little forward thinking right there. Mm. Um, next round, round number three, we saw Ricochet go to Raw. Jay Uso go to SmackDown. Mandy Rose go to Raw. Dominic and Rey Mysterio go to SmackDown. <laughs> and then Miz and Morrison go to Raw. So uh, Miz and Morrison, cool, go to Raw. Miz has been vocal every draft. He's always been drafted away from wherever show he's on. So he jokes that he is must see TV and USA network is his network. Cause he does obviously WWE does cannonball. He cannonball. has Miz and Morrison. I'm sorry. Miz and, uh, uh, Maurice sir. No, uh, yeah. Uh, Miz and Mrs. 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 Yeah. yeah that, but that's on the, the network, right? No, no, it's on USA. Oh, it is. It okay. returns in November. So, well, they're same company. Yeah. And so Jay Uso staying on SmackDown, that makes sense with his Roman storyline. Ricochet, I was kind of hoping he would go to SmackDown. Yeah. Fresh, you know, change of scenery for right. him. I think him and Apollo were just getting their ass kicked lately too much from her business. I thought maybe he can enter the IC picture scene over on SmackDown. That's what I was kind of hoping for. Mandy Rose, not a shocker. She was announced on Raw a couple weeks ago with the trade that Miz created. Um, but yeah, Richard, your thoughts on Seth Rollins, the Mysterio family, looks like just picking up on SmackDown now. I, I'm fine with it. I, I like it. I'm I'm not in the same <laughs> camp as you when it comes to this. It's just... I, I, it's, it doesn't feel like it's done yet. I know, I get it. It's dragging on, but like the point is to build Dominic. So had they had they stopped doing this angle two weeks ago, then what are you doing with Dominic? I would say everyone a, else is busy. See, that's the thing. I wonder what do you do with Dominic after this is all said and done? Like, does he stay on raw or she will now be SmackDown or does he go off TV for a bit and go to NXT? Like I would love, I think he's, he's there. Yeah. I, think I, he's, he's, I don't think he's going anywhere else. Yeah. So, good for him. I, I, had, had he, had he not been, on TV after SummerSlam, I think that would tell you that he might be going to NXT, but he's been on TV for how long now? And yeah. he's he's staying where he's at. Yeah. yeah. And next up, we saw the New Day. So after Big E won early in the night, he was uh, 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 reunited with Kofi and Xavier Woods. They're back. Uh, uh, Xavier's been out for the last 11 months with his Achilles injury. Kofi's been out a couple months post um his beat down on uh which which pay per view was that was that um extreme rules I think it was right I think I don't horror know. show there's so many shows <laughs> I know there's so much to keep track of so uh, take it, it on was Unforgiven 2009 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, New Day uh, Kofi and Xavier taking on Shinsuke and Cesaro great match for the SmackDown tag titles New Day gets the victory Xavier looked great in the ring he was bouncing up and down like. When someone did Achilles, like I'm watching him in the ring, and he was bouncing off the ropes just fine. Good for him. 
Um, but the big thing was after that match, so New Day, new SmackDown champions. It's a good way to get a pop. You know, you get a title change during the draft, get people talking. Stephanie McMahon comes out right away during their celebration and announces the fourth round of the draft and says the New Day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods have been drafted to Raw. Xavier's like, say Big E, say Big E. He was like, like nervous, like getting kind of worried. And she says, SmackDown has drafted Big E. So uh, quickly run through the rest of this. So Dana Brooke on Raw, she's already been there with Mandy Rose. Otis, by himself, drafted the SmackDown. So once again, he is separated from his peach, Mandy Rose. And then Angel Garza drafted to Raw. So, wow, Richard, a lot to unpack here. Your thoughts on just a new day being split up now. Good for Biggie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. I, I think this is a brilliant strategy on their part because uh, they're going the slow build for Biggie. And when he gets there and wins the belt, people are going to lose their minds like they did for Kofi. Yeah. When, when do you think he'll what's a good timeline for him to win the Universal Championship? I don't know. He's still in the beginning stages right now, so it's it's not going to be for months. I think. Yeah, maybe I, a year, maybe SummerSlam of next year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, listen, I know there was rumors. WrestleVotes tweeted out there was a rumor not too long ago of the New Day not necessarily splitting up, but I mean, as like as far as one turning on the other, which is so played out. How like a, a tag team or a stable breaks up because mm-hmm. someone turns on the other person. This one is just a natural. They're just going dip down different roads right now, and they're still friends and everything. I think that's great. So the rumor was that Big E was going to stay on SmackDown, Kofi, the Raw, and Xavier be a manager for both of them on both shows. Doesn't necessarily play out. <laughs> that that was the rumor. Where where do they get this shit from? This was WrestleVotes, who's uh, who gets a lot yeah, of insight. Where did, it's oh fuck, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the hot uh, Twitter accounts that always has like breaking news of uh, stuff going on behind the scenes at WWE. So fuck Twitter. <laughs> Isolate that. F Twitter. <laughs> so oh my god. So yeah. listen, a couple things here. One, I'm glad I can't. I understand why they put the titles on Kofi and Xavier because that way when they get drafted, Raw wants the champions. It's just a little confusing though because it's like okay the SmackDown tag titles are going to Raw. Well, they they could they could do something like a rematch on Raw and have them lose it. So we we don't know yet. Okay, yeah, that's true. Because they, yeah. So a couple of things, and Richard, you brought up a good point. So listen, I get what the point is. They're trying to separate Kofi and Xavier and Big E. Big E staying on SmackDown. He's going to maintain his singles run while the other two are going to do their thing. Probably as a tag team for a while. Part of me is like, well, shouldn't they just draft a big E to Raw and then keep Kofi and Xavier on SmackDown to keep the SmackDown tag titles on their show instead of doing the opposite? Um, and a lot of people were complaining. It's like, well, wait, how do you do this? Is the Raw, does this mean Street Profits are probably going to get drafted to SmackDown? They could potentially also uh, have it. So since they have the belts, but they're on Raw, that they have to defend it on SmackDown. True. Okay. Cross brain. I like, mean, like the women's tag titles. So. Yeah. I just yeah. hope they explain. You know, they kind of clarify some of this. I'm sure they're probably thinking of this as they go. But so I wonder. Yeah. Will Street Profits go to a SmackDown? That way, uh, they could be with Bianca Belair over there. All that stuff. But then, 
let's say hypothetically raw tag titles go to SmackDown. Now the whole lineage is messed up because like everyone who's won the raw tag titles now it's over on SmackDown and vice versa. I, so it's a little confusing. I'm going to assume it's going to get resolved on Monday. Yeah, and a lot of people are thinking, well, listen, there's not a lot of tag teams on Raw and SmackDown, so maybe this is the opportunity to unify them and yeah. just have one set of tag titles. Uh, Richard, you brought up a good point. If they're going to keep two separate ones, then maybe get rid of the Raw and SmackDown names and kind of go back to um, when WWE brought in WCW and they brought all their titles over and they just rechanged like the WWE Championship or Tag Championships, and then it was the World Tag Titles, if I remember correctly. They didn't have the the no they they were still the WCW tag team titles and they retired those at the end of the alliance. Yeah, but but nonetheless, as far as still having two names, so I wonder you brought up a good point off the air before we record it. Like maybe call one set the WWE tag titles and the other one the Universal tag yeah. titles or something. That could be an idea there. So it, like you said, we'll we'll see how this plays out and then we'll we'll talk about more next week. Uh, and then the main event we saw Kevin Owens take on the Fiend. So follow up from their altercation on raw this week uh tom your thoughts on this main event here um it was a good match i mean it was just showing that uh the fiend is just this indestructible monster as always so you know that's all i gotta say yeah and, and, and you know the fiend got the victory here and then richard we saw uh alexa bliss make an appearance as the fiend was coming up the ramp and they stared each other down face to face they looked at kevin owens in the ring kevin owens is Oh, knocked out, beat up, and uh, out of it. So, uh, continuation of Alexa Bliss and the Fiend as a as a package deal now. Yeah, we'll see what happens on Monday. I, yeah. I think potentially they could be moving to Raw. Yeah, totally. I would like that. I, yeah, absolutely. I think the Fiend and Alexa Bliss should go to Raw. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it'd be nice if they kept Kevin Owens on Raw too, because he hasn't had something to stick, stick his teeth into for a while. So, yeah, he and the Fiend could be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so on Talking Smack on Saturday morning, they had a, a fifth round. Uh, Humberto Carrillo was drafted to Raw, so he's staying put. Buddy Murphy brought over to SmackDown. So he, once again, the Seth, Dominic, Ray, Mysterio Storyline, and Murphy are all going to continue on SmackDown. Uh. Tucker, the other half of Heavy Machinery, is going to Raw. Mm-hmm. And Kalisto staying on SmackDown. Uh, Drew Gulak going to Raw as well. So yeah. Um, people that were left undrafted was Mickey James, the rest of Lucha House Party. Um, undrafted from the first night, yeah. Yeah, from the draft pool. So it's going to be interesting. Drew Gulak, he's been on Raw the last couple weeks anyway with the 24-7 championship. Um, Kalisto, so I wonder if Lucha House Party, the other two guys are going to go to Raw maybe. Uh, but Tucker, dude, I was, I'm bummed. It's the end of Heavy Machinery, theoretically. Yeah, got, let's hope they got plans for him. Tucker, uh, Tucker, yeah, he doesn't have quite what Otis has. So it's, yeah, that's it's true. Chari- charisma. So he's got to figure something new out. Maybe they, they put him together with, uh, uh, Eric from the Viking Raiders. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's currently out right now. He had uh, a little bit of arm surgery. Uh, he had an old, old injury there. So I don't know how disregard long them. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing too. So, um, Oh, shorty G, he was also undrafted. Well, you, you know, what's funny is how, when they announced the draft, I saw a lot of people online complaining. Yeah. Uh, because they felt that NXT was going to get raided. Yeah. No one from NXT has been touched. 
Mm-hmm. Correct. I I think. Let's see who's recently been called up. I mean, WrestleMania post WrestleMania well, with Bianca Belair. Retribution. Retribution. So maybe that's that's yeah. That, but that was that was already going on before the, they announced the draft. Correct. And people. That Matt was Riddle? just like the outrage of oh yeah. look they're going to ruin NXT now. No, no, they didn't. No, NXT is untouched. People. Yeah, and I I hope that carries over on Monday as well, just because. Yeah, between Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, uh, uh, Shane Thorne, Mia Yim, you know, the Retribution members, that that's a lot of bodies right there that's coming up from NXT. So that totally maybe replaces, quote, call-ups this draft this time around. So, mm-hmm. dude, a lot, a lot of great questions and, and things to look forward to on Raw, night number two of the draft uh, tomorrow night. And, yeah, just it, uh, SmackDown the following week is going to be – it's a season premiere – Renee Young's going to be on the pre-show. This will be exciting. And then a farewell match for the New Day as a three-piece. And it's going to take probably a couple weeks for all these draft picks to kind of settle and all the new storylines take shape and move on out. So it's going to be exciting times. Here we are on the road to Hell in a Cell and um, all all these different potential new fresh matchups. I'm all for it. So it's going to be very exciting. So on that note, let's go home for tonight. Richard. Where can all the clicksters find you online? Just Instagram, Danny. Pro <laughs> underscore. Oh, pro <laughs> underscore wrestling underscore 101. Uh, and nowhere else. Also, uh, animals. Don't, don't follow me anywhere else, but follow Animal Wrestling Association. <laughs> uh, he does the music for the open of the show. Uh, his band, Bounty Hunter Brothers, which you can find on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this show folks absolutely tommy where can clicksters find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at iron fist 1982 i'm baby huey find me on facebook at baby huey official twitter and instagram at baby huey 83 and in the click facebook twitter instagram as well remember as richard just said subscribe apple podcast spotify google podcast uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the works and on that note let's go home and that's the bottom line because huey said so <laughs>